If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Sunday morning outside I see the rain is falling Whoa. inside I'm slowly dying but the rain will hide my crying 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 and you don't you know my tears will burn the pillow? Set this place on fire, cause I'm tired of your lies. All I needed was a simple hello. But the traffic was so noisy that you could not hear me cry. Oh, I gave you my love in vain. My body never knew such pleasure. My heart never knew such pain. And you, you leave me so confused. Now I'm all cried out over you. What y'all know about a lord? What y'all know about a lord better than the original version? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Rare I mean, do we say that? Were, I mean, when R&B was singing in the rain, okay? What y'all okay. know about it? And if you didn't know, fun fact, Mariah Carey was also in the background of that track giving vocals. Really? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Come on, praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to Getting Grown. Yes. How are you, sister? I am safe and I have what I need. I'm mm-hmm. doing well. I haven't any complaints. How are you? I, too, am also safe. I have what I need. I am so, Correct. so... You know what? I'll save it for an I Know That's mm. Right. Okay. That's what I I'm doing. That. I'll save I it for that. an I know that's right. It's more Wonderful. of a gratitude. My grat my my I know that's right is a gratitude this week. So um Wonderful. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm good. Um by the time you're listening to this, the fourth episode of the Black Kitchen series is oh, gonna yes. be out. And we are having a good time so far. You have heard episodes from KJ Kearney of Black Food Fridays. You've heard episodes uh, with the Williams family of Delta Dirt Distillery. And then Roland of Roland's Raw Grains, who grows Carolina Gold Rice, Carolina Gold Grits, um, and so much more. As well as Chef Amethyst, uh, who is, uh, she is, she's a chef, uh, 
And she also mm-hmm. works for Yolele Foods, which is okay. a brand that is bringing powerful West African grains such as Fonio um, to the forefront. Again, you know, with, that are very rich in nutrients and, and history and so many things. So I hope you all are enjoying the series so far. I think the episode after that is the vegan episode um, with Mm -hmm. Chef, um, who do we have on here? We have Chef Marlon um, on the vegan episode. And I feel like I'm missing somebody, but it will come to me. But I hope you all are enjoying the series so far. And if you haven't tuned in or checked it out, make sure you tune into the Black Kitchen series wherever you get your podcasts. I'm really excited about the work that's being released. I mean, you've done amazing work, sister. We celebrated you, you. Uh, last week, and we will continue to do so as the episodes continue to roll out. I am tuned Muchas in. Gracias. There's only six of and them, so it'll stop at a certain point. Don't worry. No, no, no. You're doing. <laughs> um, you've done amazing work, and so excited that you get to share um, your talent with the world in this way. Thank you. So kudos Thank to you, sister. Thank you very much. How are you, you doing? Are What's going on with you? Nothing, child. I am um, working. <laughs> and mm-hmm. work is good. Work is very good. But I feel like I'm also in a season of sort of establishing boundaries and learning balance. Mm. Yes. Right? Mm. Because, you know, when you come from a place where you are the a, a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, or you... You you carry the lion's share of responsibilities. You don't have a small. You you come from a small team that that may not be as well resourced, right? Mm-hmm, when you sort of step mm-hmm. into a situation where there are more resources, it's the different. It's a mind shift. Yep, it is around it sort of like is. okay, I don't have to do this all by myself. I'm not mm-hmm. solely responsible for this. Mm-hmm. So I get and, and realizing that I have choice in the ways that I want to engage and how I want to spend my time and what mm. are the best usages of my time. Mm. Uh, you know, it's something that I am. Those are skills that I am learning. Um, and I'm grateful to have like, you know, support and accountability partners I in, love that, that. in that regard. Uh, shout out to awesome, amazing colleagues uh, like uh, Dr. Tiffany Jones and Dr. Samad West Keys. Yes. Of course, Dr. Linda Taylor. Uh, I don't know this, by the time this episode comes out, uh, it will have passed, but, um, this today happens to be Dr. Taylor's birthday. So happy birthday, Dr. Taylor. Happy birthday, Dr. Taylor. Of course, Dr. Taylor, Dr. Commodore, Felicia, Dr. Uh, Steve Mobley. All of these people have been sort of helping me to, uh, Really think and my, you know, my my deputy director, awesome, my awesome, amazing deputy director, really like challenging me, like, okay, Takia, is that the best use of your time? Because you don't have to hmm. do that. Hmm. Uh, let's find somebody else to do that. Let's get hmm. somebody else, to, like, uh-uh. and get so I'm like, oh, okay, uh, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. So, um, <laughs> it's 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 sort of me, sort of stepping into this place where I get to be, uh, I, I have the the. You know, I I get to make choice. I have choice, and I have. Yes. Uh, I can make decisions, and I can lead, and I can. You know, so it's it's like saying we say we want this, but like, were you really in it? It's like, oh, I have to learn how to do this because I'm Sister. sort of used to functioning, mm. used to functioning a particular way. But mm-hmm. it's all learning pains. I'm being stretched, and like I said last week, I'm being stretched. But stretching often hurts before it helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, and uh, we gonna see. I'm in the stretch. 
I'm into yeah, sex. Yeah, I, I heard it in your voice I'm earlier, and it's all good. <laughs> I understand. Like you said, it's stretch. uncomfortable. You're in the middle of growing pains right now. So yes. we're going to give you a little Tylenol and a little ginger ale, and you're going to be just yes. fine. And lots of rest and mm-hmm. quiet time. I need time to sort of Ooh. decompress. Let's talk about rest and quiet time. Well... Uh, we are actually going to do a little trash this episode. Remember, we told you all Just we're kind of switching touch. gears a little bit. And we're going to try to compile like the big highlights of the month um, from now on and start trying to do trash in that way. So that it's not feeling forced that, oh, what happened this week? I don't give a fuck about Krishan and Blueface. But, yes. you know, when there are things that we want to talk about, we're going to talk about them. So, before our trash extravaganza episode, we're going to get into a couple of things this week. So, Ty, hit it, hit it, get it, get it. Yeah. Oh, welcome to the trash segment. It's been a while since we've said that. Oh, man. Mm. Man, man, man. Listen, listen, listen. But we just got a couple of tings to talk about. That's all. What were you about to say? And I know that I just want to sort of say we're pre-recording this. And so this may be you know relatively dated by the time by the time that that y'all hear this but just a week but you know these are just our thoughts Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. what's going on in the world sometimes in real time and sometimes in hindsight but either way here we go so what you want to get into first child well first i wanted to tell you about this dominique dawes and yes. this Dominique Dawes post on Facebook. Dominique Dawes has officially entered her um, auntie Facebook era of life, which makes sense uh, for if you think about the time frame. Wild time has gone very quickly. Age appropriate. Yes. Um, <clears throat> for those who don't know who Dominique Dawes is, because I recognize that a lot of the youth mm-hmm. are not privy to the things that seem very normal to us because we grew up yes. with them. So, yes. ooh, which, ooh, you know what? I think I'm going to have like four petty peeps this week. Um, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Dominique Dawes was OG Simone Biles. She was one of the first yeah. black girl black girl gymnasts uh, in Olympians who was a big representation for us as black yes. women and black girls. Um, she was on the Wheaties box. On she was Wheaties on that. box, mad, With mad the- gold medals yes when that i think it was the 1996 olympics in atlanta was when the the mm-hmm. women's gymnastic team uh took gold yep. um as a team and then then several of them placed in individuals mm-hmm. uh also meddling it was just like a dream team situation yep uh back in the day and dominique dawson was time. the only black girl on the team at that time yes yes and um we've had many black gymnasts since but you know, we Dominique was like that was the first was time the OG, that we really the OG. Yeah, yes. So, but you know, she's entered her auntie Facebook era, and you know, auntie sometimes come with <laughs> issues, <laughs> self included. You know, no shade. Uh, so Correct, Dominique same. posted a post on her Facebook, which I think, for all intents and purposes, was not meant to to be shady by any means. But I think it's a beautiful lesson, and how we can comment on people's things or comment on different things and just say congratulations or I'm Mm -hmm. sorry or you know just kind of keep it brief and to the point Dominique Dawes posted a post a side by side Simone Biles and her new husband because she got married and Dominique Dawes and her two daughters and she proceeds to say congratulations on her nuptials to Simone Biles but she is entering the phase of life 
where gold medals are fleeting and, you know, the greatest accomplishment, the greatest gold you're going to win is the gold of being a mother and wife. <laughs> and it just kind of felt a smidge uh, self-centered. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly paraphrasing, but it just felt a smidge self-centered when it could have just been congratulations, congratulations fellow girl. black girl gymnast yes. on your I'm nuptials. I'm really super happy for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is a thing that happens, right? Because we live in a society where self is, is centered, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that we do, a lot of the ways that we are trained and socialized to look at the world and be yep. in the world are often through the lens of ourselves, right? Yeah. So, and I get it. And I totally, you know, not excusing. I know a lot of times, you know, we have good intentions and mm -hmm. we offer commentary in innocuous ways or yes. ways that, that are innocuous to us, but we are not always conscious of how they can be perceived by other people. No. Not and so in means. the moment, yeah, in the moment, I guess we can sort of zoom out and sort of see that she was she was encouraging Simone yes. Yes. to, uh, you know, keep perspective on the things that matter in life. And how success uh, doesn't always have to be limited to what we do. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, professionally. So I get the broader, broader bigger picture. But y'all know how sometimes we have to be conscious of what should be a public facing post. Yeah. And what should be sort of like a conversation. A text or message. A text uh, message, a phone call. A she could have wrote that in the card. It, write that yeah. in the greeting card that you send to say. With the flowers, I, you know. You know skillet. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Agreed. with the gift from the registry. Just <laughs> go ahead and pack up your Vitamix blender and say, girl, remember to right. always. Enjoy this air fryer. Congratulations. Yes. And let me tell you something. I know yes. we both know what it's like to be gymnasts, yes. but this is such a great era of your life. But like personally, you know, <laughs> this is a lesson for all of us because I feel like I've probably been guilty of doing this many times also, in my life. I'm sure. And this was just but seeing it. Sometimes you got to see somebody else trip and fall to recognize the ways you've been dragging your own feet. Listen, like when <laughs> I talked I, about unsolicited advice and yeah, that was a reminder for self and also others. They were like, you know what? Also me. Let me check the ways right. in which Let I might ask. be doing this and yes. I'm not conscious of it. Let me ask if if what kind of feedback someone might want before I just offer up what I think would be useful in right. this moment. Mm, mm, mm. All of these are real live lessons. And so no shade to Dominique Dawes, the OG. No. We absolutely love and respect her. But just this is a good sort of lesson for all of us good to remember, life. like... Let's just um maybe there's another way for me to say this or is this the best way? Is this the best time? Reflect. Is this the best medium? Do I want to say something like this publicly for the rest right. of the world to consume or is this right. a private conversation between me and my good good girlfriend? Or you know, write it out, read it over a couple times <laughs> out loud Ponder and on say it. <laughs> Hmm. Do I need to send this at all? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Shoot it, you also know, an run it through the group text once or twice. Like, <laughs> should I post this? Put it in or, your notes app. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Meditate on just it. Let, <laughs> it. let it sit for a minute. <laughs> we be too quick to press in sometimes, you know? Ooh. It's just like, hmm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Sometimes you go gotta back. write the angry email and just get it out. You don't got to send it. You just gotta get it out. 
Because I definitely have. And I know sometimes it comes off as if I haven't, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. I mean, and that is perspective because think about if, <laughs> let that be a lesson. All the times that you you thought what it could have been. Sister, right? if you, you've seen me in a meeting. I, I have. have had worse thoughts. <laughs> I have, totally so, have. Because so you I, have to catch it really quickly because Jade's filter is about 0.7 seconds. So before I can even unmute myself to say something, mm-hmm. Jade has already been like, well, what the F is we doing here? Like, oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I like clarity and clear communication. I, can't say, I said, let me, oh God, oh God. <laughs> and, then, and then I have to like, well, what Jade? I, thought, I mean, Jade is, you know, <laughs> I completely Wait, Kia what comes Jade is behind saying. me with the academia. She'd be like, "So yes, so I agree with what Jade is saying, and I think to expound <laughs> on it further is that." <laughs> and I just be like, like "What the I fuck is this?" Add some context to Jade's comments. I'm just gonna add a little context to Jade's comments very quickly because uh, I just want us to be be you know I want to sort of frame what she said in a way that we all can sort of understand. <laughs> and it's it's a lovely partnership. It's a great balance. Is what it is. Balance. We are here to help each other. That's what we are. <laughs> we are. Because I won't stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> when it don't make sense to me, I'm going to say it in a moment. I'm tired of walking away from things, acting like I know what the fuck y'all talking about, but I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> that's all in good fun. I know you're listening. Um, so <laughs> ne- <laughs> next, we are going to discuss showing you how your pussy works. Um, no, I'm just playing. Brian McKnight. So I want to tell you, sister, let me just tell you this real quick. Let's give the people some context. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of opinions and commentary flying about on the internet as it pertains to Brian McKnight being a terrible father, um, and black man and human being. Um, Brian McKnight has, I believe, four biological children or I believe it's four but I know he referenced two in particular a 27 year old and a 30 year old okay so yes the one that I saw the post that I saw is actually more than that so let, let me let's just google there's some quick googleizations because yeah, I don't want to miss miss but uh, while you're doing that I want to tell yes. you a backstory okay so years ago I told XD on Jade and XD that I was not a fan of Brian McKnight as a human being. I remember this. I do um, remember this. Brian McKnight. So I'm going to tell y'all a little story. And I know some of you are going to walk away and go, what? I was, uh, I think I was about 16 years old. Um, my cousins moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, and actually mm-hmm. went to school with Brian McKnight's children. So uh, one of them was his actual classmate, went to school with his children. So they lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, my cousin, my older cousin, was the biggest Brian McKnight fan that you would have ever found in your life. All through the 90s, she and her best friend went all around the country and would go to different Brian McKnight concerts, right? I'm talking back when you had to stand online for your tickets and all Mm -hmm. of that. But they would do this in multiple cities because that was their favorite artist and that's what they did as best friends, similarly to what we do now. So that is a very clear memory. We're in the hotel where her her wedding reception is and who walks by Brian McKnight? 
Yeah, and I like I told you, I want you to remember that I was about 16 years old, but I was Jade. So yeah, Brian McKnight okay. walks by and maybe I was 18. But anyway, Brian McKnight walks by and we were like, oh, my God, it's Stacy's wedding day. And Brian McKnight is here like this is incredible. This is amazing. <sighs> now, in hindsight, any celebrity, anybody like nobody's going to stop what they're doing. To, to this is not a TV show, you know what I'm saying? We can't get the nigga to come sing in the park. But we said to him, it was me and my cut co- and my cousin who was my other co- my cousin's brother, and we mm-hmm. were like, "Yo, listen, you don't have to sing. Like, I get it, but if you could say hello to her on her wedding day, <laughs> that would just make her life." Not only did he say no, which fair, but it was the way he said it was so nasty that from that I was like. Fuck you, you horse face ass nigga. Nobody <laughs> wants you to say hi to her anyway. Like, it was very street harassment. It is what I did. <laughs> it was like, fuck you, bitch. Nobody likes you anyway. <laughs> Terrible, by the way. Terrible. But <clears throat> I did. I was like, well, fuck you, nigga. Nobody wants your horse face ass to say hi to her. Like, go on about your business, so nigga. So, but from that moment, I was like, yo, he got a nasty fucking attitude. And again, it's not because he said no. It was the tone and the just the, the air of his ways that i was like oh no and from that moment and that tells you how long ago that was <laughs> that tells you how long ago from that moment on i hated brian mcknight <laughs> and so i say he has a poor attitude and i don't fuck with him and i've been told to see that story so when all of this came out i was like hmm and he's a terrible father hmm mm. and he's anti-black Hmm. And, and, and. So continue, sister. Go ahead and give him the background. <clears throat> okay. I just wanted to tell you that story. Recently, uh, Brian McKnight posted a photo uh, with his current wife. Um, the caption of the photo reads, Today we celebrate you, Jules, on your birthday. Uh, your mom. That's his stepdaughter. That's his stepdaughter. Yes. Uh, your mom and I couldn't be prouder of you and I couldn't ask for a better daughter than you. Happy birthday to Mm -hmm. the best daughter ever. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, why is this a problem? As we said, this, Jules, Julia, Jules is Julia, who is his current wife's child from a previous marriage. So, backstory Brian McKnight was married to his college sweetheart. Her name was also Julie. Uh, To that marriage, to that union, two children were born. Brian Brian McKnight Jr. and Nico McKnight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Prior to marrying mm -hmm. Julie, Brian had two children from a previous relationship prior to his first wife. Mm -hmm. Those children are Brianna McKnight and Clyde mm-hmm. McKnight. So he has four mm-hmm. biological children. His second oh, wife, yes, his second wife, Dr. Leilani Mendoza, okay, he met, met and married her in 2014. She's from Hawaii. She's from Hawaii. She had two children when they got married, Julia and Jack, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he's referring to his stepdaughter, Julia, as the best daughter ever. And so people mm-hmm. were in the comments like, why are you acting like you only have one daughter when you have a daughter named Brianna, right? And so mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. add insult to injury, Brian McKnight's current Instagram bio reads, father of Julia, Jack, 
Kakoa Mateo and Brian Kayanoa Makoa. So all of so Julie's children, <laughs> all of the sec, all of yes. uh, all of Leilani, excuse me, all of Leilani's children. None it's of Leilani's children, including the one that passed away. Right. And then the recent one, who is Brian McKnight Jr., when there is already a Brian McKnight Jr. So his name is, he's technically not a junior because his name is Brian. His middle like name. Brian, but he has with two. With a Y. Mid- yes. But he has two middle names Kainoa Makoa. Um, right. And there's already a Brian McKnight Jr. <laughs> Exactly. There's already so a you Brian. named the other one Brian with a Y. You gave him two Hawaiian middle names and said, fuck my first kid. This is feeling very flowers in the attic. Put them away. Dust poison powdered sugar on top of their I uh, mean, beignets. Listen, and this like, is the thing. kill them off. This is the thing. This is the thing. This is especially triggering for me because. I know mm-hmm. what it's like to be a child who has not been acknowledged by a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I understand that things happen. I understand that family dynamics can be complicated and parent-child relationships can be strained. But I think that it is a different kind of niggotry when you act like Someone who are you responsible for being in the world when you act like they never existed? That's wild to me. Now, my me and my father have a estranged relationship, but to my knowledge, it's never it's never been that he's never claimed me. Right. So that's different. That is that's different. But the kind of trauma that comes when your father says that he's the proud father and names four people who don't like four other human beings is it's like what <laughs> like i i i struggle to i struggle to believe that there is a justification for this kind of behavior i i don't so know he tried to give one apparently this is not the first time that this this news has resurfaced it's just resurfaced again because the new baby's name is Brian McKnight when there's already a Brian McKnight Jr. Um, and because of the post about his stepdaughter and and the, you know, best daughter, only daughter, whatever the fuck. <clears throat> but apparently this has resurfaced before. And he made a YouTube video. Um, you can look it up where he tries to explain. Oh, God. In a way that I still don't understand his strained relationships with two of his children. He doesn't even acknowledge all four. And so he proceeds to tell us that they are 27 and 30. And, you know, he told them that they needed, they were using him for money and they were being lazy and they weren't, you know, doing the things they needed to do. Then trigger, trigger warning, trigger warning, you know, for anybody listening, he says that his daughter was sexual was in a sexual relationship with an over 18 year old family member and when he tried to uh intervene because this was disturbing news he was blocked and um and essentially all communication was cut off as it pertains to his daughter her mother their family and him and I don't understand how 
you feeling you, you know your daughter because that sexual that is that's molestation if your daughter was under 18 just that's statutory rape and molestation um but i don't understand that being a justification for you doing all of this you see what i'm saying like i just feel like if that's something like i just <laughs> no matter what i just like you can no. say i don't have a relationship with my children you can right. say i don't speak to them or their mother i don't support this, them I, but there's this still, behavior is petty and nasty i just feel like to say it's it's wild like even yeah. given given the kinds of things that my family have been through uh mm -hmm. you know and even this, the 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 ways in which, you know, the relationship between me and my father has gone through its ups and downs. Even with all of that, I'm not in the place where I'm ready to sort of act like he's not my dad, though. Like, he's still, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a different kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of person can, you can't just eliminate people. No, in this you way. can't. And that's essentially what he's done. And then you putting in your bio that you are the father of these two children that are not your, that are not biologically yours. And then the new children, but not acknowledging like you are doubling down on being like, a dickhead. Like have a boundary. If there, if you feel like you've, I'm not asking you to be in relationship with your children. If that's toxic and unhealthy for you. And if it's toxic and unhealthy for them, I'm not saying reconciliation has to happen and y'all got to be hanging out and kicking it. But I just feel like it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of wild when you just act like that person yeah. does not exist. Like, and we're not talking about just another person that you, cause I, Hey, as a person, I, I am, I have the gift of goodbye, honey. I can let people go. Mm. I have the gift of again. goodbye. I can act like you are Say not a thing. I can act like you Say are like, I cannot be in relationship with you in <clears throat> any way, shape, form or fashion. I don't even have to acknowledge you. I can block you mm -mm. on social media, but I'm not going to act like you're not alive. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to act, like, act like, like I never had a, yeah, a relationship like, I don't understand. with you if we had a relationship. Yes. I don't know. Especially as a fucking parent. This is what <laughs> like, I'm saying. Like, you're, and, and it's just, it's really, it's real nasty behavior. It's really nasty behavior. So even if you feel like we have, you, your, your child your relationship with your children is beyond repair. Even if you feel like that, just say that. But to yeah. be on here claiming other people's kids, like they all the kids you got. And and then doubling down on that, knowing that, that you are being called out on this disgusting behavior and you're like, I'm standing in it. Woefully you stink. problematic. You fucking stink. Woefully. Yeah. Woefully problematic. But again, I told you how I felt from early and I knew those feelings were there for a reason. And also... Also, any nigga who makes a song about telling you that he's going to show you how your pussy works is a forewarning and a giant blazing on fire red flag. Just saying. Okay? I mean, it's giving Can't, like no. mansplaining. <laughs> no. Like, if, like all of the ways that like if you want a case and ca a case uh, and point example of what mansplaining mm. is. That mm. whole it song. It is Brian McKnight's show you how It is Brian McKnight works. feeling he is equipped and has the knowledge and expertise to know all of the inner workings and functionalities of a vagina that he does not have. 
Mm-mm. No, never had. I bet you still. I bet you call a clitoris a click. <laughs> I bet that's what you do. But it's giving like <laughs> ew. It's it's giving ew ew nasty nasty. Get away it's from giving me. ew. It's giving big yuck energy. It's giving big yuck. And how dreadful must it Ooh. be for you at your great big age of ninety nine? How old is Brian McKnight? He twenty thousand years old. You're just well, he's, ninety. Oh, he's, he's fifty three. <laughs> He's 53. <laughs> He's just been out for a little... Wow, really? So he was young when my cousins I guess were following he was, him around he guess, the country. I guess he was young when... Hmm. He's been doing this for a long time. So he was, what, in his 20s when he started, and he's now 53. Yeah. I he, always thought he was when older. He sang One Last Cry, I another begging-ass song. Older. I thought he was so much older. Why do we think he's so much older? Because he's been around for so long. One last cry. Well, you know, I've not, and you know, cry. listen, we understand that the big hits that he's had, um, but he's never been my cup of tea. You know, I'm not into the falsetto. No. I like my male oh, singers to sing it with their chest. You know, all of that. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. He's got like, you. it's, he's got like a, like, I'm, I'm not, not going to say it's, it's just not my voice. thing. Hmm? It's it's not mine either. It's I've the falsettoness really of into... it. Yes. I, I'm, Let I'm... me see what I've... But it's like a throaty falsetto. And then it, It's and, like, you mm-hmm. know, like when people like have something in their chest and they be like... <laughs> yes. Horse. It's like that. But Hold listen. On. What else is... What, what, what else did Brian McKnight say? He's saying one last time. Uh, oh, back at... Oh, I hate back at one. Oh, I hate that song. Yeah. One. What's love of my life? Yes, it's giving midnight love. It's just never been my. It's never been my thing. It's never been my thing. Oh yeah, because you don't like Maxwell. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not that I don't like, but it's just like I'm never like, woo. Let me turn that on. You don't really Maxwell. I don't, and and yeah, and I know that I'm a minority there. I recognize that, and I'm not going to six eight twelve. That was a terrible song. I hated it. I'm not going to. Discredit Maxwell. I think he's an amazing artist, and I will always acknowledge the contributions that he's made to music. But I'm just saying, as far as my personal music library is you ju- concerned, you don't go. You're not going to go turn on a Maxwell song. Never. Now, if it comes, he is not going to go turn on a Maxwell or a Sade song. She's not, not going to go turn no. that one. Now, if I'm out and what? I hear it and I know, like I will snap along to Pretty Wings and all of the things, pretty right? Okay, Wings, but wings, I'm never going to get in my car and say, "Woo, woo!" Let me cut that Maxwell on. Never. See, I love Maxwell, and I will go listen to it. But, but I, I will listen go, to something. Something. I don't go cut on if Pretty it's Wings. Cool. <laughs> We can do we can a little do something, a something, something. Do a little something. See, but he's something. not doing all that falsetto business on that song. He's singing with his chest right there. Oh, baby. Because Maxwell can sing it. He got range. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know who else has a I fabulous range that we don't talk about you. enough? Stevie Wonder. We talk about I that. I want to rock. We talk about Stevie, Stevie. Wonder has. Do we? We do. When do we not talk okay. about Stevie? No, 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 not Stevie himself, but his range in particular, because I think because Stevie doesn't like range from a falsetto to like down to an alto or whatever. Yeah, that I think, you know, but he still has such. But when you listen to him, Stevie has such a deep range. Oh, we love it. We love it. I don't remember 6812. I'm okay with that. 
I think it, uh, uh, it's been six years that I went away. Oh, yuck. I'm also not huge into the love songs, but, you know, I'm a little cold hearted in that. way. It depends on the love song. Like, I don't mind some love. I don't mind love songs, but I I don't I don't like I don't go listen to Brian McKnight love songs. Never. It's not even because of this. I just don't want I don't ever go turn on Brian McKnight music. I'm good. Never. Not once have I. I'll I'll listen to 112. I will say I'll listen to Silk. I'll listen to 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 Casey and JoJo. I'll listen to Drew Hill. I'll yes. listen to Jodeci. But I'm not going. I don't. Brian McKnight and Boyz II Men are just. I don't. I, I don't do really have some Boyz II Men in my library. The only yeah, Brian like McKnight songs. Song, yes, the only Brian McKnight songs that I that I have is one song. I know exactly what it is. It's a song that me Which and my one? brother used to sing, and it's from one mm. of his Christmas albums. When he used to sing, yeah, okay, Home yes, for the holidays, yes. I can feel it in <laughs> yes. the air. Christmas time is coming. Yes, that's on every, but that's on every Black Holiday playlist. Oh, grandma's in the kitchen. The aroma fills each room, and children making angels in snow. In the midst of silent night, holy night. I'm singing it wrong, but it's fine. That's my jam. There's no place like. Home for the holidays, everybody's singing, yeah. And talk about home for the holidays and you don't claim your kids. Get out of here, Brian McKnight. Yeah, fuck you. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like terrible. It. You're a terrible human it's being. Terrible, terrible father. Mm. Mm. Well, you know what's going to happen in his next life? He's going to be a roach because all his little babies gonna be sp- it's squashed. really terrible and i just i just hate to see it but Mm-mm-mm-mm. that's what's gonna happen though awful. Brian mcknight's gonna be a roach in the next life awful dreadful mm-hmm. awful dreadful mm-hmm. sorry um last on our little trash segment <clears throat> you know what dropped today as we record today but last week for you all uh-huh. was the met gala yes so you know in true uh in true fashion you know what I'm saying? We're gonna go ahead and scroll through and see what, which, what, how we feel about these looks. Okay, I'm down. All right, let's see who we got here. Who's this? Baboni. Oh, look at Baboni. Is this now? Is this a oh, robe? I'm like who? Baboni. Are you down to the shade room? Where are you? I am. I'm on the shade room. Okay, let me go. I'm going. I'm on going. the Hades. The Hades more. Oh, Baboni. I see. Baboni. Yes. Okay, Erica okay, it's Badu giving is like, giving... Um, are these rosettes? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, these are rosettes. Go He's ahead, giving Baboni. <laughs> Baboni. <laughs> All right. He is giving wedding cake. I'm here for it. Erica Badu is looking like Cousin It. I live. This white friend. She's giving Black Sia. Yes. She's giving Black Sia. It's probably something I that I would wear. Not going to hold you. On the chandelier, yeah. <laughs> From the chandelier, <laughs> yes. Mary J. Thighs, honey. Mary thighs and titties. I would oh. like to thank Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is a possibility model for those of us with tree trunk thighs, <laughs> like unto myself. Yeah. Mary gives. I me saw hope. Mary for the first time in concert in '96 at the Budweiser Fest. Yes. And she had on these little black shorts and these black boots and, the, you know, her rose tattoo on her thigh. Yes. And I iconic. remember watching her being like, yes, I love her big thighs and these shorts. My thighs are tree trunks. 
just like this. And Same. I feel so encouraged Same. because exactly. it's like, listen, I too, you guys are going to get my thighs as well. Because and she's always let her big thighs Mary out. And like, I live for it's it. not giving little legs over here. Okay. No. Mary's calling giving in. giving no leg day over yes. here. Mary's calling in thick today. Huh? We love and to I love see it. it. Two C's. Get it right. Yes. Next up, we got Tiana Taylor. Um, I This is absolutely like. what she... Yes. Only Tiana Taylor could wear this. Only she can pull this off. Or she, what are those called? Pectorals. What are those called? <laughs> what is that she's got out? <laughs> what are these? Not pectorals <laughs> are is, up here, darling. <laughs> oh, okay. What is this? Quads? What is this? <laughs> what I are mean, these? it's like the... What is it? I don't know. Dips, the v? What is, what's this called? <laughs> I don't know. She's... She's got her hips out, and it, but she's got a suit. It's giving it's the theme was Carl uh, Lagerfeld. Yes, and we know that. He, and this is very much giving Carl Lagerfeld. Yes, we love this. We love this. We know that Carl uh, was the creative director for Chanel, resurrected Chanel, brought Chanel into the present yes. day, and you know, yes. so all of this, this, this right here, Carl would have been like, yes, ma'am, for very much so. Absolutely, I like, I love this for Tiana. I think this looks incredible on her. She's got the body for it. Yes. I think I stand for the. Whole I think it looks great on her. Who is this? Jennifer Lopez. I love this pixie. I love this bird cage and these aviators. I love everything about this. It's oh wait, a oh me. there is a bird cage. Bird cage. Oh you know, I yes, live for no. a bird cage. Yes, and you know I live for an androgynous masculine feminine yes. moment. So. Okay, I love that it's giving got her both. Titties out. Come on. J Lo is giving um uh uh breakfast at Tiffany's, but make it her green dress. Mm, I mean, listen, <laughs> um, she's just like, how many times can can we do this silhouette? But listen, if it don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess we have to give we have to give J Lo her points though because this is not aging. This is still no, out here. Not her, by any means. Her but when you drink baby's up. blood, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Who is oh. this? Gigi Hadid. Mm. No. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Tim. Oh, Tim's. Come yes! on, Tim's. Okay, sister. Wait. Hold on. Why did XD say that he thought that the, this is the piece that you cannot buy? He thought that was Jacquees's song. Stop. He said they sing alike. And then after X, listening XD. to the verses, they low-key do. XD. And then I played the oh, say, can you see? XD. Tim's looks incredible. She is fully moisturized. I love this pop of red. I think I the love, ombre red lip I is love, giving. I love, I love this outfit. I love this headpiece. I love, I I love, love this bodice. It's I also, I love what Tim's is I doing. I love that, that she's a tall and she still comes through. Oh, is she tall? Yes, in all of her. I think she's a tall and I think she still comes through in all of her iconic head headgear and her high heel shoes. Mm -hmm. It's giving. I don't mm -hmm. care if y'all can see me behind me. That's not my business. I'm here. Let me see. How tall is Tim's? I heard that she was a tall. Tim's not. Now they're trying to give me something about a company because I typed in Twims. She's five nine. See. Oh wait a minute. No. Oh yeah, she's five nine. Mm-hmm. It's giving, and she's yep. in here in a four inch pump, giving the girls five inch pump. Okay, I live. I love to see I'm it. I'm here for it. With this, okay, let's with, see who else we had. Three feet of headpiece on her head. Like, I don't care if y'all can see behind me. That's not my business. No. And, I, and I'm going to wear it proudly. Janelle Monae. Is that Janelle Monae? 
Is this? It oh. is looking like a little doll. Oh no! This is. I'm looking at Diddy and JT. Oh I mean, yeah, Carisha, I kept going. Carisha, Carisha, I'm so sorry. I I kept going. Okay. I kept going. All right. I wasn't. Oh, in Janelle Lala. Monae. I, okay. Janelle. <laughs> yes. Yes. We love Cindy. It's giving black baby doll. I mean, that's what she usually gives. Ooh, and then she got a little scantily clad in the next one. I love I mean, it. The body is bodying. Ooh, and the body is bodying, honey. Okay, I, Janelle's body has been bodying, honey. And, and it, it this looks will. incredible. I'm, I'm here for this big high bun. I love a big ornate bun, honey. It's Me too. Max. I live. I'm here for this Rueville. Yes, I like it. I mean, I I, I like it. I think it's very much giving Janelle. I think she stayed true to herself. Kim, there's Kim in North. North looks like she is sassy boots. Um. She looks like Kim her is giving is Kim. Kim Kardashian. Keep going. Yes, I'm gonna be full full because Kim Kardashian got on a white sandal. That's all I needed to see to keep going going. Here yeah, goes I Young know Miami. You th- yes. Okay, this is okay. Carisha, come on, Carisha. Okay, I like this. I like this. This. What is this? A, it's not a boa, but what is it? No, it's like a eight down. I think she ate. Um, I'm here for Carisha in this. I'm it's like this. a baby boppy, but like for your shoulders. It's giving like it's giving like Jessica Rabbit. I'm here for this. It's it's extravagance, is what it is. Oh. And I love the platform shoe and I like the sheer bottom, but like the the giant mermaid tool. I'm not mad at it. It's go ahead. Kinda, She's, I'm here it's, for the it's, this this moment. I think it's it's just a moment and I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Okay, a Jenner, keep going. Yeah, Puffy, he's giving villain. He's giving himself. Is, keep really, going. Everybody got the rosette. It is giving very much uh, Diddy by Marvel. Who is this? The key. An- another it is. It's, it's giving Diddy Monger. <laughs> Diddy Monger. <laughs> like this nigga looks like a full villain. <laughs> um, okay, Ooh. Kylie. Oh, I, okay, we're moving forward. Okay. We're moving forward through these um, Come on, Trevor Noah got Trevor some corn Noah. Okay, and I he has a stitch feed. Yes. And it is clean. Somebody worked on these parts extra hard. Yes, okay. Trevor I Noah. Was, it's giving straight back. They called him Trigger Trey. I'm screaming. <laughs> oh, uh, look at Brittany Griner. Come, look Brittany at Brittany Griner. Okay. Yes, why? Go ahead, Britt. Everybody looks great. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Everybody looks good. Let's see here. There's Serena and her husband. Serena is giving British soldier mm. mixed mm. with old lady glam mm. mixed with um Oh, and she's oh, pregnant. Oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> I'm like She's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Okay. I was like, what's this pose? Oh, she's holding her belly. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to them. Oh, yeah, Serena. Uh, have another baby. I'm not mad at it. Go ahead, Serena. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah, this is giving British royalties. Jared Leto came as a cat. Why? I don't understand. I don't. That's why. Keep going. Keep going. Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo is giving elegance, okay? I think this is very, I, I like this. And I just, you know, I, do too. I live for this bang and this big bouffant bun. I and like I, it. And I'm loving the rocker bangles, but also with the pearl to make it. And you ele- see it with an ankle I, boot? I think this looks good an on Lizzo. Boot? 
Yes, I, I like love it. a booty. I'm not mad at this. Come on, Lil Nas X. She said, I'm not going to be uncomfortable. Period. And I know that's right, sister. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X is giving encrusted I mean, it's opulence. giving. It's, he looks like some fabulous sea creature. I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, he looks like he should have been in Wakanda too. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Billie Eilish. I just learned who she was, so we can keep going. I like Billie Eilish. Um, I feel like this is one of the best ways I've seen her look. She always wearing pajamas. Oh, is she? Yes. I only saw her for the for the first time in um in uh uh who's your favorite artist? What's it called? Swarm. And I told XD that all this time that I thought every time I heard Billie Eilish, I thought it was Billy Eichner. So Oh Jade. Um Doja Cat going. is also okay. Everybody's doing this cat face and it's making me uncomfortable. Cornbread did it on drag race. Uh Doja Cat the cat face makes me uncomfortable. I don't get it. <laughs> it just does. It. Yara Shahidi is out Personally here eating. Personally me. Eating. I mean, I get Doja Cat doing it because her name, but Yara Shahidi looks fan-fucking-tastic. And when I tell you I want these bronze platform shoes so bad. Eating. She looks fan. She is, and she's looking so grown. She is so grown. We love that. Um, Halle Bailey is giving old Hollywood glam. I love it. Very gorgeous. I love it. I she love that little Bobbiana wig she got on. I love Me everything too. about it. Me too. I love that. Why they, why they in the comments talk about thanks for not bringing DDG? Y'all are so shady. Y'all are, y'all are trash. And, was hit, and oh, Chloe is she wasn't there? Is she what? Somebody is in the comments talking about I actually love that she is pregnant. Wait, who was? She is not pregnant. <laughs> Y'all start Please, rumors You so know they fast. like to lie on the internet. She is not pregnant. Why would somebody say that? They lie a lot on the internet. They, they make lie. things up. She looks, come on. This is Ariel. I love this. This is Ariel. Ariel it. is without child. And she looks amazing on the red carpet. Y'all got to cut these Kiki Palmer right is giving black Vanna white. It's giving, these are my lactation breasts and you are welcome. Her lactation titties are sitting so fabulously. I had to grab my own. What I know, I too had. I find myself yeah, holding I had to grab my bosom. My own. Like I have no. Bra I am either. inspired by the these breasts. I'm telling you, my lactation titties were my best titties of my life. What a life. time! What a time! We love it. Kiki, Kiki just, is also looking very grown. She's giving black Vanna white. She's giving grown. <laughs> Look at okay, Brian Tyree Henry, all Br- right. I'm loving the ruffles. He's it's I like this. I love He's this. slimming out as Jacket. well, which you yes. know, I don't care either Paper way. Paperboy, come um, through. I love it. I love Carrie, that for him. Uh Carrie Washington. Let's see what she's gonna Oh. Okay. I'm not a fan okay. of this. She's giving Black Mermaid. Yes. I think it's okay. I don't Okay. I'm not mad at this. No, I'm not mad at I'm it. It looks good on her. Yeah, She's go such an itty bitty little thing. I mean, teeny and tiny. Oh, Usher. Usher got on white shoes, so I will be moving he on. He has on white shoes. I know you will. Okay, I'll oh, move on I with you. Spice I spice. Gala. You looking good, like Bro, I love hey, it. My good sis. She brought her own encrusted camera. I'm gonna take pictures of you, hoes. I love this. Okay, for her. go ahead, Ice Spice. This is her first Met Gala. I'm with it. Okay, Gabrielle and Dwayne. She looks good. I like that. 
Oh, mm-hmm. Gabrielle and Dwayne. I like how they they always look good together. They are yes. I'm I'm here for this moment. I don't have any I don't have anything bad to say. You know how I feel about a nigga ass '70s leather trench. You I got two it. of them. I mean, one in brown, one in ground. black. And I think I might have to get me one in red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anok. Oh, this model Anok is an is an. How do you pronounce her last name? An. Yai. Yai. An. She Anok looks Yai. incredible. Okay, four plus four equals. I think it's a Nokia. You ate this, girl. Wow. Eight. Wow. The skin is she, skinny. I love this. I love this chocolate. Um, the skin is skinny. Mesh thing. Mesh thing on her eyes. The skin is skinny. Oh. I'm loving the nude gloves. She is look. This is luxurious. She looks incredible. I am beyond impressed. I can't even. I'm not okay. She looks amazing. Quinta. Quinta. I root for I root for Quinta. I want Quinta to win all the time, and I love Abbott Elementary, and I, I think she is so talented, and I think that what she's created is such an incredible space. And what's next? Um, <laughs> who's this? I like her hair. I will say that I do like her. I hair. do like her hair. I like her hair. I like the extravagant baby hairs. There we go. I like that. Thank you. Um, I do like her hair, mm. uh, and I like her lavender eye. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, what a reader I don't know nothing is. about that, so I'm gonna keep going. Uh, okay. Okay. Lala is giving us black vintage '50s Barbie. Yes, that is an accurate depiction. And what a nigga in a white glasses. That's why I told you. Yeah. Told you guys. Well, Hello. I, I we're mean, gonna is, be who we are. Is Rihanna coming? Probably not. Fair. Let's see. Let's see if they've updated since we started. We no, have Baboni was no. the last one. No, I got no, Vanessa I think Rihanna Hudgens. is at home loving on her child. I got <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens and Jack Harlow's old. Oh wait, white, hold mediocre on. Let me behind. look. Let me click out and then go back. Oh, okay, here we go. You're right. Who is this? What's a Jack Harlow? Let's keep going. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. Also, we can keep going. Vanessa Hudgens is that the girl from Only Murders in the Building? I don't know. Some man, um, that man. First of all, I had the, these shoes Vanessa Hudgens has on. I think I had these in like 2003. Yes, uh, a timeless, a timeless wedge. <laughs> timeless wedge. She's giving wings. I didn't uh, realize who is that this? they were. I didn't realize that they were wedges. It is. A I, I don't think they are. I made that up. Um, but I had a, I had a shoe like that that was a wedge and it had a cork, yeah, a, a cork wedge. wedge. I don't know who Alton Mason is, but I I love this bridal look. He looks good. Mm-hmm. He looks mm-hmm. good. Well, that is what. Oh, wait a minute, we got another update. All right, let me go back. Idris Elba All and right. Sabrina. Let me go back and see. Oh, and we got Viola. Okay, let me refresh. So, Idris is wearing, you know, the butler jacket. And cream, um, aging lovely as always. Looking Sabrina, Sabrina's good. skin looks incredible. I love a pixie on a, anybody who can pull it off on their head, and she yes. does that very well. Um, I like her <sighs> shoes. You know, a simple shoe is always nice. Um, I love this pop of pink on Viola, and I love that she's wearing a fro. I love her fro. I love her fro. I love her fro. I love her fro. And this pride. Okay, that's it. We'll be done before they refresh anything else. (laughs) That's fine. That is our uh, 
We said it was going to be a quick trip to the trash, but it ended up being but a little bit longer. And that's okay. It's okay. We will have a, a, a trash episode coming up for you all soon, hopefully featuring Dr. Raquel. Yeah. Um, but st- stay tuned for that because we have some fun stuff coming your way. And we're going to move on to the next segment. For sure. One thing that happens to be my speciality, okay, is worrying. <laughs> I have. It is something that I have excelled at for the larger duration of my life. But now I'm working towards unlearning those uh, unhealthy and unhelpful practices and learning a different way um, of approaching things. But sort of my age old uh, tendency is to focus on the problem um, and get sort of caught down in the weeds of figuring the problem out that I really don't even have the time or the capacity or bandwidth to think about solutions. Um, and, you know, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode, especially when you're facing a challenge in your life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there really is no better better feeling and a therapist can help you become a problem solver making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small and I've said it before and I will continue to say that one of the game changer aspects of therapy for me have been you know it really is just someone to help you uh, change your perspective get out of your own way to stop seeing a situation in the limited view or vantage point that you currently have and you know it's someone to help you sort of process your thoughts and and give you sort of tools for zooming out and thinking about things differently those perspectives have been those perspective changing activities have really been a game changer for me they've made all of the difference it's helped me to sort of have my feelings to honor and acknowledge them but to not let them take over my life or my capacity to move through the challenge um you know even when it seems like it is something that you know is coming down. It's all encompassing. It's all enclosing in. Um, therapy has has really been a game changer. Um, and if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grown today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grown. Now, last week, y'all got... I mean, waist deep in my business. And now it's time for us to do a deep dive. So good. So good. Into all that has brought us the one and only Jade of all Jades. Mm. I had Mm. the esteemed honor and pleasure and opportunity to sit down with Jade of all Jades to learn all of the ins and outs and back and forths and Here's and there's of her journey to being the brilliant podcasting chef, wife, mother that we have before us on this very day. And we had a great time. We were joined uh, in the studio by Latoya, who was not mic'd, but whose presence I felt (laughs) throughout the episode. Because she can't help but be present. (laughs) And we just love her for that. We just love her for that. 
And so, so uh, yeah, let's get into this episode where I get to interview Jade and hear all of the amazing stories. And now we get to learn uh, what this title is all about. I, I give you two cars, one Jade. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy. What did Luther say about them circles and how they go round and round? <laughs> I don't know where you go with that. You got me going in circles. Everybody. Okay. Uh, just like uh, just like Jade had the privilege and opportunity to uh, interview me. No, no see, um, is that how I sounded when no. I was? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We are in for a treat because I'm excited. we get to have the kind of conversation that I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Okay. Because like you said, we talk about our lives uh, as we talk to other people on the show and just as we talk through different things, mm -hmm. but we don't really get the story from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And so we've heard all of the wild <laughs> of your trajectory, oh, hither and yon, to and fro. Yeah, I've had. And a, a, now we get to work. know what are the things that informed Jade's decisions. Jade's decisions <laughs> along the way. So I'm excited Ooh, because you know we know Jade to be uh, the chef, the trained chef. Thank you very much. Uh, the chef. The wife, the mother, excuse me, the cu custom cocktail curator. Oh, yes. Also, the honorary doctor. Yes, the honorary doctor, because, you know, she and I share. Yeah. PhD. Um, share that that PhD. It's Community a communal. Wide. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and career podcaster. Yeah. Not only down here to the kitchen table and getting grown, but over there with our good brother, Xavier Delu. Oh yes, straight down in Hades, honey. <laughs> Come visit us. <laughs> so Jade and XD getting grown. Mm -hmm. Jade of all jades. Mm -hmm. Take us back to when you were Jade of all trades. <laughs> oh wow, trade school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I um. So. So wait, let's start. So. A lot of people didn't may not know that mm -hmm. you went to trade school. I will culinary school is trade school. Okay, I yes. did not start off with trade school. So actually, tell us, tell us how because I mean, and you've said we've talked before about your GED. Mm -hmm. We talked about about you know your sort of educational academic sort of journey. Mm -hmm. So take us back mm -hmm. to when you decided to do the GED. Okay, so um, so so. I have always been myself. Correct. <laughs> um, I've always held a job. I know that's uh, I've right. held a job since I was 11 years old. Everything that is no exaggeration. in this house works. Listen. Everything. Always held a job. That's right. Okay. Nobody can ever call me an absent or negligent father. <laughs> um, and that, that was terrible, Jane. What? <laughs> so there was that. And I was in school. And um, I told my parents, I was like, listen, I'm working a lot. You know, I'm I'm not feeling like any of this is applicable. I don't. <laughs> ge geometry is dumb. I was like, I'm not learning any language arts. Like I've learned all the language that I can arts. I was like, and I <laughs> think I, I think I'm just actually done with this. Yeah. And my parents are also very blue collar people. Um. So they were like, 
okay, what's your plan? And I said, well, I'm going go to uh, I'm gonna go get my GED. I was like, I'm going to keep working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to community college. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I'm going to get some prerequisites out the way. I was like, um, and then I'll let y'all know after that. Right. We'll, <laughs> they were like, all right. We'll reconvene. That's a plan. Mm-hmm. They were like, so you're going to go to school. I said, I'm going to go to school. They were like, all right. So. So you dropped out of high school to go to college. Dropped out of high school to go to community college. I know that's right. Um, and to work. Really mm-hmm. more so to work. But I had to have a plan. Mm-hmm. So, and my parents are just very much like, as long as you have a plan. Yeah. Um, education was not something that was forefront in our family. Not for any particular reason outside of, you know, just the world that we live in, society, mm-hmm. the country that we live in, how things are set up. And I've mm-hmm. always just come from a very blue collar family. Um, so from there, got the GED, started the prerequisites. Mm-hmm. That's when I said my mother was like, OK, what are you going to do with that? I was like, um, I don't know. She said, you should become a nurse because it's practical. Okay. And I was like. I like practicality. I was like, I like to pay my bills. I'll always have a job as a nurse. So I started getting my prerequisites for the nursing degree uh, to become a registered nurse. Okay. Uh, Got all the way up to pharmacology Mm. and said, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) I am good. (laughs) By this time, um, I had covered enough bases to uh, transfer myself over to a university. Okay. Um. So I started taking classes at the University of Houston. Nice. Go Cougars. I, you know what? I'm not even going to do that. Yes, I started taking classes at the University of Houston. <laughs> Come on, self-regulation. There was a very small period there where there was another school in the mix, um, mm. but it didn't work out. Okay. Uh, and that's and fine. we'll leave it there. Yeah, we're just going to leave it right that's there. Fine. So I started doing that and I said, okay, so my major is actually not going to be nursing because I have zero interest in this. It's going to be sociology and human services. Okay. So I thought I was going to go into social work. Now, remember in your episode. (laughs) (laughs) Poor. Poor. (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm doing my research. I'm like, there's a cap. And at this time, I think there was a cap um, in social work. I didn't have a specific lane just yet, but as I was looking generally across the board at multiple jobs, remember, I've always done all of this to work. Right. There was a cap of like 50K. That was the highest paying That was the highest position. paying position. I wow. said, and they said, and you could get to 65 with mad uh, certificates and extra education and all kinds of things. And I was like, you know, I really don't like humans that much. Like, I just Actually, flipped this up because I knew thought. I didn't want to be a nurse. Yeah. And um, and God, me in a social anything. Wow. Can you imagine? No. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. I used to leave school You would have been go, down there acting like Precious's mother. What? It's exactly <laughs> what would have happened. I would have been Mariah Carey looking like a big pork loin sitting in somebody's office. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, I don't think it's my my duty to serve mm, humans. Look at that. Um, what's so interesting is, like I said, I never stopped working in this entire entire scenario. So I think by the time I was in the I was I was going to school for sociology and human services, I was working for the deputy chief of staff for the mayor. Okay, your girl kept kept a job, kept a job, and continued to progress. Right experience you know I had a resume mm-hmm. I had experience so continued to keep a job worked for um yeah worked for the deputy chief of staff for uh, for the mayor of Houston what did you do 
I was executive him. assistant. Okay. Yeah. So I ran the blocked crossing uh, project, which was for the railroads. Um, I ran some of the YMCA projects. Uh, and then, and it was a nigga named Terrence Fontaine. I'm saying his name. I've said it before. Um, I have prayed to God that if I ever laid eyes on Terrence Fontaine ever again in life, that I would do physical harm. I, oh. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I don't I, like I don't feel that way now at this point. I mean, it's still fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but I worked for Terrence Fontaine, uh, which was a terrible, terrible, terrible mm. moment in time. And you know what he told me when he fired me? Yes, he fired me. He told me, mind you, I was his ninth assistant. Okay. In a two year period. Okay. There were bets placed There's on me when I got there. Oh, yeah, yeah very much so. Um, and. People were placing bets, like I said. And when he fired me, he said, um, don't don't cry because I was pissed. Right. Because I'm paying for school out of pocket. Mm. That was really the biggest thing for me. So he's like, don't cry. You're so smart and you're so pretty and you're not going to have a problem finding another job. I said, pretty don't have nothing to do with a job. And I want you to know that these tears don't have nothing to do with me being sad. And he was like, OK, next thing I know, HR, you know, <laughs> tells me that I can just go ahead and head right on out. I can't even gather the rest of my things. <laughs> they would not allow me to gather the rest of my Were personal belongings. I was escorted out of the city hall. Um not oh, like dear. not rowdily, not like rowdy. Yeah. I just was very direct with him when he I said, "Listen, I'm not crying cuz I'm sad. I'm crying cuz like I want to do harm to you." Oh. And oh. they were like, oh, okay. "Okay, so uh don't worry about it." Like <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this up. So I'm still trying to figure I'm in school. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing. And I end up I end up um, becoming an executive assistant for an environmental engineering consulting firm. Oh, this is before the age, excuse me, of like Glassdoor. And, yes. Oh, yeah. And indeed. Oh, and all it the was rest before LinkedIn. And if LinkedIn was a thing, I didn't know shit it was about like it. Monster. Yeah. So, how is Young Jay coming across these EA positions? Recruiters. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, right. so, okay, no, I lied to you. So, the deputy chief of staff position, the, the, that EA position, I got because I worked in property management. Got you. So, I worked in property management. Shout out to black women. Mm. Shout out to you, Kanye Perry. Yes. <laughs> Kanye um, is the person who I worked with in the property management group. And then she moved over to City Hall and she was working in some directorial position and calls me. She always looked out for me and mm -hmm. was like, you I, and listen, I've always done my jobs well. Like yeah. I didn't finish school, but experience, you, you can't count out experience. Right. Um, and that's and not to say that education is not just as important so that you have both right. of those things partnering with one another. But my my trajectory is experience right. more than it is education. So Kanye called me and she was like, listen, you're one of the best people on my team. I want to bring you over here. She did not tell me Terrence Fontaine was a motherfucker, but <laughs> but she did tell me once I got there. She's like, I just didn't want to discourage you from coming because I thought maybe you might be the person who mm. would. Uh, and it's so it, it, yes, uh, that's another story. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Um, so that's how I got into the EA position at the at City Hall. Okay. Uh, from there for the for the uh, environmental engineering consulting firm. 
that was through a recruiter. Gotcha. Um, and it's just because your girl just had a nasty clean resume. I know that. Right. <laughs> so uh, I just, I, yeah, I interviewed well. I always interviewed well. I kept my resume. No, I up wasn't today. saying like you weren't qualified. I was just no, curious. I know. Yeah. Well, how did I find the jobs? Yeah. Because we didn't. The internet was not internet in and the way I that it was. And I found my jobs through like career services or mm-hmm. like through relationships that I had at school. So mm-hmm. just curious around. You know, you built this network for yourself, yeah. essentially. Just wanted to learn more about, about that. It was mostly through recruiters. Um, I would hit up. I worked for all of the temp agencies. Hmm. Um, and I got a lot of jobs through those temp agencies. And I held on to a lot of them through them. So you're still in Texas at this point? I'm in Texas at this point. And you, after Texas, you moved to? Oklahoma. So I was slated there? to get married. Huh. <laughs> I was slated to get married and I was getting ready to move to DC. Um I remember this nigga. And <laughs> yeah. You know, God bless that nigga so. So you got I just God bless his soul. Cause That's I we it was say. the biggest blessing of my life. Thank you. Uh and he called it off the week of the bridal shower, Thank like you. I've told you all Thank before. You so Thank much. you. Gracias. Oh my God. All of Grazie Mille. <laughs> Asante, all of the thank yous in every language. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, called it off the week of my bridal shower, and I think I was supposed to move in like twenty days or something like that. So I was like, okay, well, my home to DC. Mm -hmm. So my homegirl is like, what do you think about Oklahoma? And I was like, I think that you're crazy. I don't. Uh, like, I don't and she was like, well, you you don't want to be here. Mm. This is not your home. You are not going to D.C. anymore. What are you going to do? And I was like, I guess that's a point. And, you know, I've always been adventurous. I'll try yes. anything. So got my resume together. And I said, what's so funny is I actually got a job at the Washington Post Oh, um, and that's where I was going to work before wow. I had moved to D.C. So I hit them up and was like, not going to be coming there. Ended up giving my resume over to a law firm because uh, I had experience with that as well. So gave my resume to a law firm that represented indigenous tribes okay. in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and um, went there for a visit, had an interview. They called me. They were like, can you have another interview before you leave? And I say, yeah, did a second interview. They hired me and I moved to Oklahoma. Okay. So I moved to Oklahoma in like two weeks. Um, immediately after I moved there, my Jeep was totaled out by a hailstorm, and I experienced my first uh, tornado um, <laughs> siren and shit. And I was like, "Yo, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> Middle Wait, Earth? A hailstorm? <laughs> yeah. Totaled your car? Wedding was called off. Uh, fucking Mother Nature destroyed my Jeep. Um, I didn't want to be I there in the know first that your place. Your car could be totaled." It was totaled out by, by the insurance hell. company. Yeah. I had golf ball and grapefruit size hell that, and it was a brand new Jeep, mind you. And this was about, this was maybe two weeks after I moved there. I was at Erica's house. Okay. I was at Erica's watching a basketball game. All of a sudden this hailstorm comes out of nowhere. There's no rain. There's no nothing. Comes out of nowhere, destroys all these vehicles. Mine got totaled out by the insurance company. By the time they came, they were like, your windshield is busted. This light is busted. This is this. This is this. Totaled it out, gave me a check, and I went and got myself two cars. Because the cost of living in Oklahoma is, at the time, was the bottom of my shoe. 
So then one, I was one able one J two cars. One J two cars. I said, I'm balling out of control, honey. <laughs> I was like, fuck this nigga. Only I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but I'm gonna have two vehicles while I'm doing <laughs> only it. driving one at a time. But I got two. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know like, that's right. I want options. <laughs> and uh and I was miserable. Oh. Like I was going to the liquor store every day and buying myself a bottle of uh, menage a trois red blend. <laughs> um I found me a wee guy on the next block named Parker who was like just the most fascinating Parker. weed man I've ever had. Parker. <laughs> his name was Parker. His name was his Parker. His first name was Parker. His first name was Parker. And you would go over there, be a bunch of white people laid out on his couches and his furniture. He'd have 95 different strains. This is before, oh, wow. you know, we're going to the dispensary and shit. So he was my dispensary. This nigga gave me my first, I don't, Captain Crunch treat. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was my saving grace in Oklahoma. Wow. But what a time. It was really good experience because I got to go out mm-hmm. to the tribe's courthouses. I had to transcribe old, old, old footage. Mm. Like it was a really, it was an interesting time, and I think it was a necessary time. And then I called my cousin and I said, "Yo, I'm miserable. I, I think I got high one time and fell asleep for a weekend off of that treat." How? <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. How long were you there? For six months. Oh wow! This is so much happening. Yeah, I was there for six months. Because I was that miserable. So one I called. J, two cars. One J, two cars. So I sold those cars. Six months. I went to the dealership, gave one back, said, go ahead and give me my money. Sold another one. Um, packed up my shit. Called my cousin. I was like, I'm, I'm coming home, Junior. And went to the Bronx. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and packed up, had the Mayflower come pack up my apartment. Sold some stuff off. Took the majority of it. And me and my cousin moved in together. And then I started working in the music industry. Okay. So, um, got, I, 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 while I was there, I was sending out resumes. I was like, Tim, 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 Tim. And I got a bunch of hits back uh, for an agency that directly deals with the, rec- the music industry. Mm. That's what I wanted. Um, so I ended up working for Def Jam. Um, I worked for Sony. And I did that for a few years. And then I got laid off in a big sweep. Um, and I avoided many rounds. I was able, that was also the place where Memphis, remember I was interviewed to work with Memphis. Fuck you too, nigga. Um, and that was a what good time. What year was this? This was 2010. Yes. Cause I think I met you 2011. 2011, I think. And I know that I stopped working there around the time when he got busted in the airport with a gun. <laughs> so 2009, 2000, maybe 2009. And then worked there until 2011. And you were working there while you were doing bartending and stuff too? Bartending came right after. Okay. Because when I got swept up in that last round of layoffs, yes. um, I went back to my first love, which was bartending, which is what I did in school. Mm-hmm. It was one of the jobs that I had. I was a bartender and I was a server all through school. That I always held mm-hmm. more than one job and that was always one of them because it pays the bills. So I tried to get on at Warner Brothers. I remember there was a a big dry spurt in the Mm -hmm. music industry and I could not find it. And it was not really my experience. So I tried to get on a Warner Brothers, tried to get back at Def Jam. Oh, L.A. Reid brought his bald headed ass over to fucking Sony. I thought I left him at Def Jam. This nigga comes over to Sony. Help us today. Couldn't get back into the music industry. And I had also worked with my mother. My mother has been a caterer for a Mm -hmm. long time. I worked with my mother. Um, I had shadowed a chef 
somewhere in between that time as well. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to, I'm, I'm, no, I wasn't going to go back to bartending. I actually said, I'm going to fully immerse myself in food. Okay. So I went down and, and trailed this chef all through the holiday season through Texas. Okay. Okay. This nigga named Monsterville. Fuck you too. His name was Monsterville? His name is Monsterville. And like first name? That's his whole first name. Monsterville. And so I trailed him for about a month. I worked for him as his sous chef. I okay. did holiday parties. I did all kinds of things. And, <laughs> and this nigga didn't want to pay me at the end. But you, I've been working with summer? you. summer? No, this is the holiday season. Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm, I am in my apartment in Brooklyn. I go to Texas mm. to go trail this chef for a month. Got you. Holiday season. Mm. Pay bills, but also get this experience. I go down there. And he doesn't want to pay me at the end of it. Now, I've been working with what you for a month. What was the rationale for him not wanting to pay oh, I should be grateful for the experience that I got while I was down here, even though I'm a full-grown woman who pays bills. So I said, oh, okay, all right, bet. So I've been working with you for a month, which means you've shared a lot of personal information with me. So I called his wife's job. She was a doctor. I was up at his commercial kitchen. I sat on his car. He would not come out. He called the police on me. Police come. You're going to have to get off the car. Okay. They said, you don't have to leave. You're not doing anything wrong, but you just got to get off his car. Okay, bet. I said, but I'm not leaving until he brings me my check outside. He wasn't going to bring it. So I end up calling his wife's office. And I said, can I speak to Dr. Such and Such? And they said, she's unavailable. And I said, she needs to make herself available mm. because I work for her husband. I said, and I'm sitting on his car right now. I said, and my next move is to come up there if he don't come up off this money. So if she doesn't want to get embarrassed at her job, she needs to call him and make sure that he comes outside. I got paid. Um, <laughs> I got paid. Um, We're going to need a do not try to stay home disclaimer or something. And I'm calling niggas out. We can call this episode calling niggas out. Because all of y'all deserve it. You're terrible people. You're terrible people who tried to fuck over a young black woman. Oh my. So anyway, yeah, fuck you, Monsterville. Fuck you, Terrence Fontaine. So it's anyway. <laughs> but I got an amazing experience. <laughs> and I got paid. So I come back and I say, all right. I said, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get into some restaurants. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm gonna do. So I go apply at a bunch of restaurants. I have the experience from being in school, and then I had this. And he was, I, they said, okay, Negril. I go to Negril, and Negril says, we don't want you in the back of the house. We want you in the front of the house. Do you have any bartending experience? And I was like, yeah, I did it all through school. I was like, I mean, same thing with the kitchen. I just, I want to work in the kitchen. Like, this is what I want mm -hmm, to do. Mm -hmm. And the lady goes, no. And I said, all right, well, I need a job. You know, I'm I like, I'm at my wits end at this point. Mm -hmm. Can't get back into anything administrative. Did you ever ask her why she wanted you in the front of the house? I did. And it's, I mean, it's some, it's some colorist bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it was bullshit is what it was, but I needed a job. Understood. Because this is the same lady who told me that, that I should have never marked up my body the way that I did talking about my tattoos. Bless her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck you too. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, 
Okay. So um, <laughs> that is where I met my husband. It, it is. <laughs> and I remember that day. Yeah. Oh, yes. I walked in and uh, sat at the bar and I was like, how you doing? And he goes, I'm better now that you're here. And I was like, here go this nigga here. And now we have a 10 year old. <laughs> Jay came and told us that she met this nigga at work. Yeah. And we was like, what happened? He was like, he's sitting right here. <laughs> He's never left. He just He's never left. Like sitting right here, moved right on in, and and <laughs> so in our story. <laughs> it's like the first day that never ended. Thank you so much. No, that's really what it was. No, like, seriously, never got engaged. <laughs> never did. It was it was a date, and it just kept going. And then one day it was a wedding. <laughs> Niggas was in the backyard eating jerk chicken sliders and watermelon. I promise that's what happened. We was in the back like this is beautiful. And that is so I got back into my bartender bag and um, I mm. worked at Negril for some time and then I got pregnant. I remember that um, too. And then I, we were and we're two bartenders, which means the money that you bring into the house is is what it is. And if you're not working, you're not bringing no money into yeah. the house. And because I had health complications at the top of my pregnancy, I had to stop working. Um, and then Tristan got fired because of this bitch named Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Who used to live off the Q train. Oh, God. I don't know if she still does, but oh, fuck you too. I and it's not. still on site for you. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, I have a short list, I'm, but it's a clear list. It's not that short. No, it's short. These are Because the, these are the only people, but it's clear. <laughs> Understood. It ain't never changed. <laughs> so, this bitch named Dawn okay. who lied on me while I was pregnant. Nothing can good, come good of you ever in life. Um, she lied on me and Tristan she was mad that I would come up to the restaurant that I used to work at and get food and so she found a way to lie on us and get him get him fired so she got him fired even the manager the owners and the managers are coming through and they're like oh we already know this is some bullshit we're gonna rectify it but they never did so he ends up getting some jobs locally in our neighborhood and I'm not working and then when Noah was six weeks I called my homeboy Antonio Mm-hmm. I love you. Shout yes. out to you. Hey, Antonio. And Antonio and I are working on a beautiful project together right now. But um, Antonio, I call him and I said, nigga, I need a job. And he goes, okay, I'm going to sneak you in the back door. And so that's how I started working at Dizzy's when Dizzy's. Noah was six weeks old. Um, and from there, I'm crafting cocktails and, you know, really, I, I just, I have a gift when it comes to flavors and Correct. pairing flavors and things like that. And I recognize that. And so... I end up making these cocktails for IBM and like all these ebony and essence. And I'm like, I didn't know, even know this could be a thing. Um, and at the same time, I think not too long after that, when Noah was about six months, I started podcasting. So I want to go back because we're here at the podcasting part. But mm-hmm. when you, you just slid right past the key detail. Oh, which one was that? When you said that Antonio slid you in the back door. Oh, he did. Yeah. At Dizzy's. I want you to break down what that meant. Uh, that Jade was not, she did not interview for a job. Mm -mm. She was not hired. No. (laughs) I was not. Antonio opened the back door and Jade went straight to the bar and started to prepare drinks. Yeah, literally. uh, So I call him. I'm like, yo, I need a job. Noah's six weeks. I think when I went into labor, all we had in the house for food was peanut butter and jelly. Um, I was hungry when Mm -hmm. I went to the hospital. To go have her. And so uh, my mom came. She hooked everything up. Pork chops. My mother made. <laughs> she seasoned pork chops. Yes. Put them in the freezer. Made me a bunch of tuna, oatmeal. You know, shit for me to eat. 
But I called him because we were poor as fuck. And I said, I need a job. So Antonio's like, all right. And t- literally a bartender was leaving Dizzy's and they were about to start interviewing. Now he had explicit instructions from this other general manager there to run any hire past him. He risked his own shit and didn't do that and calls one of the other managers go, I have a bartender starting at such and such a time. So nobody knew me and Antonio were friends. Mm-hmm. I have a bartender starting on such and such a day. Uh, everything's good. Like they've already worked at other, cause, mm-hmm. cause this particular company does all of the um, employment for like the museums and okay. everything throughout the city. So he was like, she's already worked at other locations. Like she's in the system. She's going to come and replace such and such. Mm-hmm. Manager's like, okay, bet. So um, he's like, you're going to start on such and such a day. You're going to be there at this time and you're going to start training at this time. I'm like, all right, bet. So I go and he's like, just be low key. Mm-hmm. We don't know each other. No problem. And who's there when I get there? Antoinette, <laughs> my homeboy, Ian, a couple people. And I just walk in with my headphones, slide right on path, hello, and go right to the bar. I'm trying to remain low key because yes. I was not supposed to be there. <laughs> what an amazing story. And I was working and then I ended up working there for four years. Yes. Yep. And then I got tired of uh, the nighttime. Mm-hmm. I was like, I still want to remain in food and beverage, but right now I need to focus on something that's going to be better for me as a, as a mom and mm-hmm. a wife um, and needing to be more present yeah. at reasonable hours and went back, pulled, dusted off that resume, yes. updated it and got yes. me a job with Spike Lee. That <laughs> day two. I, and I mean, it was just like, Hey, there's, I, there's this position available. I think you're qualified for it. I, as soon as I start putting feelers out, mm-hmm. people start coming with stuff. Uh, got the job. I went interview with Spike and I'm go. I can go ahead and say this now. Statue of limitations is up. Um, so I'm in the interview with Spike, and Spike's like, "So we're we're having a good time. We're talking Brooklyn. We're talking about all these different things." And Spike goes, "What's your daughter's name?" I said, "Noah." He goes, "Noah. What kind of name is that?" I said, "Isn't your daughter's name Satchel?" <laughs> he goes, "Well, my wife named her that, but Touche." And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and I got hired. <laughs> I got hired work for Spike for four years. <laughs> yes. And while I was there, um, Jade Next D had been going. I think we had hit like six years. You and I started yep. getting grown um, because I didn't realize that I had a niche for this podcasting shit. <laughs> so we started getting grown. And when I think we were maybe like a year or two into getting grown when um, I said, listen, OK, this is going to be the last stop. So, you know, whatever happens after this, I'm I'm working for myself. Like I'm not doing this no more. I I've I've been do I've been able to navigate these waters for some time and so this is it. Mm-hmm. And I got laid off the week of Noah's birthday. Um I knew it was coming. I felt it coming. I knew when that shift was happening and I think it was a transitional time period in my life I was supposed to. So, speaking of transitional times, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you've your path has sort of we we've moved a lot. Oh yeah, honey, you've done a lot of different kinds yeah. of work, land, sea, sky. Yes, <laughs> you've lived in lots of different places. Yeah. Um. Would you say like were you were you were you just looking to work like yeah? And so uh, was at any point did it sort of click like I want to do this. Mm-hmm. When I was working at Dizzy's, um, 
and and I'm I was working with the cocktails, doing mm-hmm. the custom cocktail making, which is not something I would like. The closest I got to custom cocktail curation was somebody saying, "I want something that." that tastes similar to this, or this mm-hmm. is what my palate is. And I'd be like, I bet. And I go whip something up and they like it. And then when I got opportunities to, um, to craft some of these things for larger events mm-hmm. and, or publications or what have you, I realized that I had a gift with that. Mind you, I'd always dibbled and dabbled in food. Yeah. So I felt like that was always a part of me, but I think it was during that time where I was like, I, I think this is really what I want to do. Like I've had a hard time finding a trajectory for something that I'm actually passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what this was outside of losing jobs because of, you know, life. Mm-hmm. I got laid off from the environment, the environmental engineering consulting firm I told you about earlier. I started looking into the programs at Rice. Like I was really going to I was really going to get my feet into this. And when I my wedding got called off, it just I had I realized I didn't have a real passion for it. It was just because I was there and immersed yeah. in it on a daily yeah. basis. But food was something that always spoke to me. Um, being able to put together flavors and have fun in that way, whether it be through spirits or through food, was always something that I was passionate about. And it was the only thing that I was ever passionate mm. about outside of like the music industry. Yeah. And I realized that that was unstable. Uh, and that's when it really clicked for me, like. I can do something with this. And I think with podcasting, XD is the one who approached me about podcasting. Mm -hmm. He was like, I have this opportunity. I want to see if you want to do it. I was like, I guess we can try it for a little bit. And when I realized that I could take my passion for food and spirits and flavor profiles and mix this in this media world Mm -hmm. uh, and they could actually go together, um, that's when I, I felt like for the first time that I had a clear direction. Yeah. 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 I love that. Thank you. It's been so dope to see you sort of grow into this space. And you have been working and working in food and uh, spirits for a long time. Mm-hmm. What prompted you to, to go to school? So you know how I felt about uh, furthering education, yes. <laughs> uh, hence the GED. And I think I felt that way because I never felt passionate about anything mm-hmm. that I actually went to school for. I think that was part of it. I did not have the encouragement from family mm-hmm. to um, to be intentional about things that I was looking to go to school for. It was always about self-preservation. Mm-hmm. It was always about that. And so... You've been a great assistance <laughs> in uh, recognizing how important education can be. And I said, I want to be taken seriously in this world. And that's not to say that you can't be taken seriously sure. if you're not credentialed. But I said, you know, listen, we still live yeah. in an interesting space. And so if I want other people to take me seriously, I'm going to take me seriously, too. And so that's where I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my formal education and I'm going to do this as something for myself because I'm going to see it through mm-hmm. because it's something that I actually care about. So I'm going to see it through. It's going to be a, a beautiful example for Noah mm-hmm. to see me see something through that I actually care about. Um, but I really did it more so for myself. Yeah. More than anything, more than any credentials, more than anything else, I did it for myself. When you say you did it for yourself, what's the difference? How does... Now that you've done it, how do you feel and how has how has it changed the way that you approach your work? I feel proud because the the reason why I said, okay, I'm going to step into this and I'm going to take this seriously um, 
the doors started opening even mm-hmm. more so and the roads started opening even more so. And it was because I was finally being intentional about what I wanted to do. And I think it was just as simple as that, the intentionality behind it. Like I hated getting up and mm-hmm. getting Noah ready for school getting breakfast together and lunch together and then racing. They get race out the door. I get myself to get go to school. And really more than anything, I hated b- obligating myself to be somewhere five days a week. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I was like, oh, it's not, I haven't it's done not this. for everybody. No, I was like, and I'm making a choice to do this. Yes. Like, I don't have to do this. I could just stop going to this program and it's not going to affect nobody but me. Exactly. But I could see this all the way through and it's not going to affect nobody but me. I'll always be able to find a I job. I'll always be able to. I've never had a problem with that. But but I want to do this. I love that. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Because, you know, I think a lot of times people misconstrue. I think capitalism has a way of making success about. Oh, making a young girl work from 11 years old. Yeah. But yes. But making success <laughs> and productivity sort of tying it to certain tangibles. Credentials, degrees, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But to me, and I and I think it took going through all the education that I've went through, and even for you, to learn that like success and sustaining success is really tied to like mastering a set of skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is a total uh, like when I did that. by the time this airs, I've already done this keynote for these kids. One of the things that in your I... your suit. Yes, in my power suit. <laughs> um, but one of the lies of adulting, I think, that I want to unpack mm-hmm. is that so many of us were conditioned to believe that by virtue of me having a degree, I was entitled to a job, a career, a longevity mm-hmm. in that career. Mm-hmm. And we hang so much on having the credential that we don't even talk about how the whole experience of getting the credential is about mastering a set of skills mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so the work is the work, but the work doesn't feel like work when you give a damn. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think it took like it it took all of those other experiences that you went through mm-hmm. to make it valuable to you. Yep. And that's why it's like everyone doesn't have the same trajectory. No, not at all. But you waited until you were passionate about something. And that's when you make the investment. And I and I I think I think because I've worked in so many different because we didn't even touch on the marketing and advertising. And I worked for Hennessy and Belvedere, Grand Barrier, all kinds of things and still wasn't passionate about. I I felt like I was inching in that direction. Right. Right. But I was like, no, this ain't it either. Was it a waste, though? Do you feel like you wasted time? No, not by any means. I don't think I wasted anything because I think I appreciate the time that I put into school even more so. And I appreciate um, the commitment mm-hmm. that I made to myself, and I appreciate seeing that commitment through. For sure. Um, and I wouldn't change any of it. I right. got stories for days. I got experiences yes. for days. I can tell you what the Hennessy office looks like. <laughs> I can tell you how my whole bar was, my whole wedding was open bar. It was. Because I was working during the day from nine to six and going straight to a club to work from yes. six to two. That is correct. And with a two year old at home. That's and. Right. And I wouldn't change a single bit of it because it gives me resilience. It gives me experience. It gives me strength. And it's, this is this is what my life looks like. And I think yes. that's what makes the world colorful. Doing a bunch of things K 
can often people get the impression that you just don't know what you want to do and there's something wrong with that, right? Yeah. But nigga, I can do a lot of no, shit. No, but and <laughs> and learning what to do is mm-hmm. directly tied to no. At least you could say now I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. sometimes you have to have experiences. It's not to sort of say I know for sure that I want to do this, but it's to let you know. Okay, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. For example, had I not ventured into Harvard High School then I would have not known Sister. for a fact that I don't have no business with y'all's kids. <laughs> and had I not gotten all the way and waste. And remember, I paid for my own school. Right. Like, I didn't get a school loan until I went to culinary school because I just, I And you was grown, grown. Dude. I was grown, grown. I wasn't dropping 40K, like, just bong right there like that. I have a kid to take care of. So, I, but I paid for myself through school. So when I got myself all the way to pharmacology, and said, fuck that. These are all dollars that I worked for. These are foot action dollars. These foot are express locker. dollars. Right. These are property management dollars. These, these are law firm That's dollars. Right. These are Maggiano's dollars. Fuck you, Maggiano's. They oh, fired God. me for being late because I was working at a law firm during the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, these are all, and, th- and I did all of this shit off my own, off yeah. my own back. And I think I am, well, no, I'm not a pull yourself up by your bootstraps as, because my child is extremely soft and tender. And, yes. and I realized I was like, oh, well, you got to you gotta do a couple more things for yourself, actually. Um, I'm not a pull yourself up by your bootstraps person. I'll help anybody. Yeah. That doesn't make me not proud of the way that I've been able to hold myself down all this time. This has been amazing. I want to close it by asking you, what advice would you give? 18-year-old Jade. Oh, God. <laughs> what was 18-year-old Jade doing? Hold on. Damn, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> okay, first and foremost, bitch, get rid of that Buick Park Avenue. It is a guzzler. <laughs> Don't buy that Mitsubishi Gallant. Oh, God. This is so niggery. Not you talking about the cars you drove. <laughs> Because they were bloody suckers. <laughs> Can't you see Jay in a goddamn Buick? I was in a Buick Park Avenue with white walls. Look, with bad with a bad oil leak, so I would have to pull over at the gas station and fill my shit up. Sweet holy uh, God! What would I tell eighteen year old me? I'd say, don't do nothing different. Mm. Don't do nothing different. I love that because because you're gonna get experience that you never thought you would have, and you're gonna have a colorful ass journey, and it's just gonna. It's just going to add to who you are as a person. And don't change nothing up. That's what I would tell 18-year-old Jay. And what do you see for 50-year-old Jay? A life of ease. Yeah. Nigga, because I've been, like I said, I've been working a long ass time. You and have I'm tired. since 11. <laughs> you ought to be retiring by Man, 50. Man, I started with Mr. Softy Truck. <laughs> so playing Al Green, playing Al Green, <laughs> McDonald's, bagging groceries at the Sea Town, like <laughs> whoa, moving across country, moving like just and I and I I wouldn't change a single bit of that, but I would. But fifty year old Jade wants to rest and and enjoy the fruits mm. of past Jade's labor. Yeah, and, and all of us can sit down at a table together and we will cackle because we have so many different life experiences between all the Jades. Love that. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's been dope to see you Thank emerge you, into this very present place. 
Thank you. I feel like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be. I agree with you. I think we are doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Isn't that Look beautiful? At Look at us. Yay. All right, y'all keep it tight for the next segment. Oh. I deserve Oh, oh yeah. For oh, yeah. I know that's right. It's time for Black Women Self Care. Which one you got this week, sis? Um, I have a self care. Okay, go forth. Or is it? Yeah, a self care. So the self care is not necessarily what I did to take care of myself this week, mm-hmm. but more of a something that fed my soul type of thing. Oh, I love so that. I was able to attend um, the Living for We live uh, panel in Cleveland, Ohio this weekend with Franiqua. Yes. For those who don't, who who have been living under rocks or v- extremely things. busy. I went oh, live this such weekend an, and several people you came what? in my, I went live this weekend and several mm-hmm. people came in my live and were like, I just left the event in Cleveland. It was amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, so much love was sent to you. And, oh, uh, and it was such wonderful, positive energy, lovely meeting every single one of you who came up and said hello i appreciate you doing so yes. and got lovely gifts from people and i got Aww. an apron i got a great trinidad uh, apron a apron from trinidad um and yeah it was just a good time but also the living for we podcast itself is such an amazing podcast it focuses on um, black women in Cleveland mm-hmm. because they Cleveland was was ranked the number one um, city for uh, unlivability. I don't even know if that's yeah. a word for black women. Like it's ranked bottom on the list yes. for livability for black women, um, meaning black women are not thriving and prospering, not because of lack of talent or um or anything like that. It is a lack of resources and opportunity and care. Yes. <laughs> and opportunities yes. and care from the powers that be that are supposed to be investing in these things. So I just think it's such an incredible podcast. It focuses on on different aspects of black women, different black women with different backgrounds from children to uh, a 94 year old mm. um, uh, Cleveland native, I believe. Um Samaria Rice is on the podcast as well, which was a really great episode. And so I was just really, it really fed my soul to be able to attend such a meaningful event for such a meaningful uh, show that is actually doing something for the community or trying to do something for the community. And shout out to Fran. She's been creative. She's creative director of the podcast. Yes. Doing an incredible Incredible. job. And I just. Genius. I'm just so proud. And I was so, so. grateful to be able to attend and to be in community with so many lovely black women. So that's agreed. my self-care this week. Agreed. Completely oh, agreed. and I got to see my grandma and eat breakfast. Yay! Yes. No, I stand so, for a grandma, a grandma that's my, fighting. That's my self-care. Some but I know you have an time. I know that's right. I do have an I know that's right. the audio yeah. clip tie. I know that's right. <laughs> what is it? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. This is good for me. I needed this. It was some uh, some timely encouragement that I received. Uh, so at my job, they have this thing called the love machine where you okay. can. I don't remember what love stands for. It is an acronym for something. I will look that up and try to remember it in uh, okay. future episodes. But it is an opportunity for you to give a coworker a shout out. You can nominate them for a love award. Um 
and it's sort of like peers, uh, counterparts, colleagues, uh, highlighting, um, you know, their coworkers uh, for doing amazing work, whether it's leading a project or just, you know, uh, negotiating a transition if you've done something really well you get a love nomination mm-hmm. and then all the love nominations are entered into like a drawing and if you get selected mm-hmm. then you can get different perks like you can get you know a little extra bonus little extra check mm-hmm. or something or you can get invited to a special event or something like that so i got an email this morning that i received a love nomination and they send yes. you they send you the feedback that your colleague said about you, which is like really dope, right? Because it's like, oh, someone is saying these kind things. And it's not like you just, oh, you just, you find out, yeah, you were nominated for a love award, but you get to sort of see what they said about you. So I'm going to read it because I actually saved it. I saw that, I saw the subject saying that I got a love nomination. So I said, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to read it on air live so that I can okay, get Okay, I cannot reaction. wait to hear it. Are we ready? I'm opening the email. I'm all ready. Okay. Uh, You were just recognized for your exemplification of collaboration via the love machine. This is what your colleague said about you. Okay, here we go. I'm a little nervous. I don't know. No, don't be nervous. (laughs) Um, Takia's inclusive collaboration and insightful perspective with field partners elevates our team's efficiency and effectiveness. I have heard multiple times from partners in the field that her thorough planning, empathy, and swift project execution create tangible success for them, the stuff programmatic dreams are made of. I appreciate learning. Oh, I appreciate learning from Takia and her approach, and I am grateful to work with such a thoughtful collaborator. Thoughtful collaborator. That means you're a good team team member. That as well. makes me feel really good, y'all. You wow. should feel really good. You're doing important work, and I just I'm so proud of you. And I love that not only are you getting to do work that that means something to you, but also that you're getting the recognition that you deserve for it. Wow. Because I know that's not always been the case, and that that feels good when you ha- when you get that affirming within. And then this is new for you and you're still adjusting. And I know that's been, um, you know, that's been a, a, a challenge just in trying to navigate new spaces as human beings. So I'm so happy for you and I'm so proud of you. Thank you, sister. That made me feel that's really awesome. good. Because I'm working, good. I'm learning how to be a program officer and I don't feel like I'm doing a good job most of the time. But to know that I am trying to bring some order Cut and process up. to the things that we are doing in support of our partners. And that is making a difference and easing the burden on our partners and facilitating their work. That makes me feel really good. And look mm-hmm. at me, y'all. I'm a program officer. I'm so happy. I'm a good one. Yeah, I'm a good a program, program officer. And a good one. Okay. Thank you very much. Your team members are bigging you up. Come on, love nomination. I know that's right. I know that's right. Good for you. Yay. Well, unfortunately, we have to shift gears. Oh, to the negativity. <laughs> Here we go. Off we go into the wild blue yonder. Off we go. Of negativity. Where the wild things are. Oh, yes. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, the petty peeves this week. I have a couple of them. Oh, good. 
couple of them things. First one is very petty. So in my Instagram stories, if you didn't catch it, um, I'd want the youth. I want the youth to be cognizant of the words they use to describe different things. So there is a page on Twitter and maybe other places called like R&B Radar or something along those lines. And they recently put up a post. I posted the video again um, with commentary of this. The caption was underrated artists of the 90s. And I would just like to rattle off a few of the people that I can remember that are on the list in the videos that they listed as underrated in the 90s. Dwele, uh, Tamia, Tidra Moses, Amel LaRue slash Groove Theory, um, Tweet, uh, who else was on Wait there? Wait a minute, Avant. what is this list? It is a list of underrated artists. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought it was, mm-hmm. okay. Underrated artists. Avant, Life Jennings, and I think that they might have missed somebody. Glenn Lewis. Glenn Lewis was on there. Okay. Um. Yeah, and that was it. I was able to rattle, rattle off at least two facts per artist. <laughs> Without, like, thinking about it. And I just want you all... And so, I, what I, so I went... I looked at the post and I was like, oh, well, this is highly annoying because... So it's underrated in terms of, like, what, though? Are they meaning, like, these are exactly. not, like, Beyonce-level famous or... This is what, what I'm is saying. The... Is it because they did, are not... Is, they're not doing stadium concerts? Because you all also called Aaliyah's We Need a Resolution underrated and said that we slept on it. We slept on Aaliyah's I Need a Resolution. And so therefore I'm like, I who's saying who who's who's saying these hot take these hot, stinky, yeah, funky ass takes? It. You know what I'm saying? It's like it smells like soccer shoes because <laughs> it makes no sense to me. With n- none of these people were underrated to the people who were alive and enjoying the music at the time that it was dropped. So much and I had and even with the Teacher Moses one, I was like, the Teacher Moses song was so not underrated that Kate Trinata came back and remixed the song. So I'm trying to understand. I, every party I go to now right. plays Tidra Moses. Tamia. Tidra Moses is still like, touring. Tidra Moses is still, still like the girls are still going. Active. Dr. Taylor and um um Dr. Mobley, my friends, they told me they they just recently saw Tamia in Philadelphia within the last month. Sister, everybody Moses. is Teacher line Moses dancing to Tamia right now. I would go to a okay, Tamia concert twirling. today. I, like if Tamia, if I got, if I got wind that Tamia was going to be in the DMV this weekend, I'm purchasing a ticket and we would I be am there. going. You know why? And I said I was like, we were all singing "Stranger in My House" at the top of our lungs. But even before that, what I forgot when I was making the damn video is Q's juke joint. You put a move on my heart when Tamia dropped. Everybody stopped. And like, everybody, first of but, all, niggas is doing that dance, that dance to that. That's song. what I'm. That's what I just said. Tamia, it, they're still twirling to this fucking. <sighs> and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, I want to know like who's responsible for these takes. Are they just being, maybe they're just being volatile for, for clicks and they want us so, to react this so, way. So, I, 
I think so because they do this with a lot of things. But also, and I I was guilty. I was guilty. I fell right into it. But also, so the person who runs this account decided to double down on using the term underrated. Hmm. Um, they kept they continued to post to people in the comments that the definition of underrated. <laughs> and then they were like, well, we are trying to expose the younger generation to to the music that y'all may have already known. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It is your verbiage. Exposing the younger generation does not mean that it was underrated to the generation who was enjoying it when it was dropped. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So maybe it might be artists you may not have heard about for younger for younger generations. But as for us, this is what we were listening to. I don't like this is what we were listening to. I saw a Vaughn concert. I don't understand what y'all be talking about. They just talk on the internet and, they, and then they they get obsessed with different things. And then when they get obsessed, it's as if they just discovered it. It's a bunch of colonizing ass Gen Zers. And they're like, well, I understand why some of people who are all right, I hate I understand why they hate people over 30. Why? Why why do they hate people they over 30? Because we call wait, them out oh, for okay. Anyway, but that was one petty peeve, but I have another one which is not petty. Okay. So I told you I went to Cleveland this weekend mm -hmm. and I saw my grandmother. And my grandmother and my uncle, I went to breakfast with them and then they dropped me off to my hotel. And apparently not too long after they dropped me off, they were sitting at a red light and got hit from behind. And how they got hit from behind was this young white man, I'm using that specifically for a reason, this young white man was on his phone and got distracted, took his foot off the gas, I mean, took his foot off the brake, and hit the back of the car. Mm. Now, the police were called to exchange, you know, they have to do the official report, exchange um, insurance, so forth and so on. And the police showed up and tried to persuade my uncle not to file a report because, and I quote, from my uncle, it's going to make this young man's insurance go up. Okay. The boy admitted okay. to being on the phone, getting distracted, and hitting my uncle from behind with my 87-year-old grandmother in the car, who, by the way, is fine. But the police so then tried to convince so my uncle multiple times not to file a police report so that it's not on record because it would increase that boy's insurance. Secondly... What really pissed me off when they called me, the police then proceeded to ask my grandmother for her social security what? number for the police report. Yes. Just her. Not anybody else on the scene. Nope. They got my uncle's, you know, driver's license and stuff. But they asked my grandmother for her social security number. I don't know much about algebra, but I ain't never had to file a police report where, where my social security number was was involved in any kind of way. We are just not safe. We are just not safe anywhere nope. that we go. And you know what happened? She gave it to him, oh. which I was irritated about. But also, she comes from a generation what where they does, are, they are fearful. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Cause we told her after we were like, Grandma, you did not have to, you did not have to give your social security. Do not give your social security number out to people. 
Like you don't do that unless you're signing up for a credit card, which you because damn sure don't need to do. Because what is the police, the, what is the police department going to do with your social security? What number? are y'all going to do with my social? What is me having to follow a police report have to do with my credit? Have to do with my personhood? Like what? Why do you need my social? Does she not have any? Ta- does she not have any ID on her? Yes, she did. So why do you need her social security number? I don't know Cleveland Heights Police None Department. Of this makes any sense? It's really troubling. They tried to cover their own ass and say, be, if there was any injury, they needed to have record that she was actually her as a passenger in the car. That is bull fucking shit. As and when I tell I you been, I'm getting ready to raise a whole fucking stink about this, I, I am know. not playing. I feel like we should do some some research and talk to some lawyers yeah. that, that we know yep. personally, because I feel like... Mm-hmm. I've been in car accidents before and nobody's ever asked me for my social Same. security number. Literally never. Not once. Literally never. Mm-mm. So I got the um I got the police re- I had my, I had them send me a copy of the police report, a picture of it so that I could have the claim number, the badge number of the cop who who pulled them over and even requested that information. And uh and yeah, I want to I, I, I wanna follow up on this and I do not want it to go by the wayside. The same way that American Airlines is, I'm still on that ass. Yes, for those who <laughs> wanted an update, I'm still on that ass. Not it's not right. done. Um, but yeah, I want to raise a stink about it because that's fucking crazy. And you all are out here bullying 87-year-old women and it's fucked up. And we already know that the Cleveland justice system is fucked up. If you ever listen to season three of Serial, you know that their justice system is fucked up. If you know anything about Tamir Rice, you know their fucking justice system is fucked up. But I, I, I just, and all of that is extreme and drastic, you know, extreme. This is just my grandmother being asked for her social, but it just falls in line with you all continuing to take advantage of black people in your city. And I do not fuck with it. I do not. Mm. I'm about to be on that ass. Mm. So, those are my petty peeves. Second one, not being so petty. What is yours? My petty peeve is very petty. My petty peeve is extremely petty because I have one very simple request. And it is that my mother and her siblings will stop adding me to their group chats. (laughs) I feel like generationally, I am often the only grandchild represented in these spaces. And I don't yeah. want any parts. I'm, I want to know why I am the chosen one. I know. To be sitting between my mama and her sisters and brother. Okay? Exchanging funeral information and all kinds of things that they yeah. choose to talk about on a daily basis. And it'd be like, girl. Because you know they love to exchange funeral information. Listen, because you know Sister Emerson's funeral is next Friday. I will put the Zoom link. I'll put the Zoom link in the chat. <laughs> Sister, do you know, since the pandemic has started, how many funeral Zoom links have been sent? More like, than I is, ever thought that I wanted in my life. More. Much I more. Mean for, and I was like, Ma, just because we have the ability to attend funerals virtually now to doesn't mean that I want to attend everybody's funeral. I just feel like the kinds of things like, you know, there are sort of norms to a group chat. Every group chat has yeah. a culture and there are norms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and this particular group of family members, there is total mm-hmm. chaos. There's no rhyme, no reason. Right. There are certain mm-hmm. things that are discussed in the group chat 
And that sort of culture is something that we all respect. But when people don't have any sort of, they just be in there talking about any and everything, never once considering, does this have anything to do with everybody represented in this chat? Or could this be a text message that I send to one person? Right. Um, that's so, this is so random. I'm so sorry. I just had the most random. Cheryl Underwood just followed me. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't ever. I don't ever. I love Cheryl Underwood. <laughs> I do too. Monkey bread. <laughs> but I, I, I love like her. Ju- Even all the way back to her comic view days when she used to do her stand up comedy yes! with her purse. To- let me tell you when something. When she used to come out Cheryl there with Underwood's her purse. comic view days are, uh, they are fucking. Unmatched. They are unmatched. Mama was hilarious. Do you hear me? Listen, I mean, talking about, listen, we don't give Cheryl her, her, her points and she is deserving. This is, I'm happy for you. I I hope that she finds me. It's so random, but I love her. And I never, I don't ever see. I don't even think I'm following her. Let me follow her. I'm going to follow her and see if she follow me back. How crazy. I love Cheryl Underwood. (laughs) I do. This is hilarious. And I love everything about this, Jade. I am cracking up. I don't know where she found me, but (laughs) shout out to you, Cheryl. We love. We love Cheryl Underwood. (laughs) Okay. Well, I love that. She might find you, sister, because (laughs) I just apparently she's. She has a talk show on the CBS. Maybe that's how she found us. Oh. I'm, I will tune in. I, I just followed her back. All right. Well, I love wonderful. this for us. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this concludes another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia and Cheryl Underwood. And we are just yeah! so excited. <laughs> That you elected to spend some time with us, and we just love yes, you so always. much. Oh, um, yes. Stay tuned. We've got lots of great content on deck, lots of new series, oh, yes. hopefully, some new yes. announcements of some upcoming events and things. So please keep it where new you guests. got it. Yes. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, sister. First of all, happy Mother's Day to every mother, every mother. mother figure. That's right. Any. Anybody who has lost their mother, anybody who who is just, you know, they are a mother figure in somebody's life, happy Mother's Day. Yes. Happy, happy, happy Mother's Day. We're going to have some beautiful mother conversations coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it's graduation season starting oh, very soon. Oh, it is. Okay. You are it's right. Gonna I'm be so nice. glad that you reminded me of so, this. I think, let me see. I don't know what week we're going to start our graduation announcements, but I think you all should start sending them in. I think in you should. To our new email address. Give it to him, sis. Hello at gettinggrown.co. There we go. Jesus. Hello at gettinggrown.co. Again, look in the description box. Utilize it. Okay? It's updated. Utilize it. So make sure you all do that. And sis, take them out. Tell them what to do. Make sure that you are doing your very best 
to moisturize your mind by attending to the business that is yours and yours alone. You also want to moisturize your skin and check out the pre-show because you will see the contents of Jade and I's purses on the mm. Patreon, right? And you will see yes. how much moisture and moisturization is important to us because we carry it with us in so many know. forms. Correct. Yes, we do. Finally, you want to make sure that you're moisturizing your insides by drinking enough of the Lord's water, as much of it as you can. Uh, you also want to moisturize your skin because your black will absolutely crack if it's dry. Oh, bonus. Did you see that, that Keely from 3LW was on Shade Room talking about she had a bone to pick with, with whoever said that your black that black don't crack because her black is cracked. Well, that's what happens when you're when you are like we tell you all of the steps on how your black will not crack. We do not say not it, been is, following it is it will attention. never it can never happen. We're not saying, but you, there are let things, me tell you something. You have a responsibility. Things rot from this. the inside Correct. out. Correct. just you have a responsibility to this. And while you was throwing chicken at Notori, you could have been somewhere moisturizing mm. your situation, and then you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in right mm. now, Kylie. You need to go see the lady. You go need see to the go lady. see the lady. You need to go see several ladies. Yeah, and you need to atone. Kylie. <laughs> Kylie, please. Oh, sister, don't get too excited. Show Underwood follows everybody. Kylie, please. Oh. <laughs> well, she follows. She has she follows everybody. Okay. <laughs> well, that's nice of her. <laughs> I love that. I love that for her. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.